the Buddhas. It happened every night. I would scurry myself to the bathroom. I wouldn't turn the lights on because my parents forbade us to use electricity to save costs. I would trace the walls of the corridor until I eventually reached my destination. The bathroom was cold and unforgiving. I would touch the cold tile walls gingerly with my fingers, examining the crevice and memorizing the space. On certain nights, I would enter the bathroom late, around midnight. I was five years old, and this felt particularly taboo. I would sit down cross-legged and feel the cold floor enjoying it. There was solitude and a quietness about it which calmed me. My house was full of loud noises growing up, and I often felt a dreary sense of anxiety from an early age. I never had a room alone to collect my thoughts. Some children do not like being alone. They enjoy their daily rambunctious activities, screaming from the top of their lungs, being free and expressive. I was not this child. I was constantly in ponderance about existence. It was like a puzzle I could not solve. Breathing, touching, feeling, it was not explained to me, and therefore I did not understand it. I suppose if my parents were around, they could have gently explained to me such quandaries. I had an older sister, but she too had to grow up fast, acting as a maternal guardian of sorts, although she was no more than one year older than I. I was five, she was six, and she would make sure to feed me for dinner, boiling water and pouring them into cups of marochan. She would brush her teeth alongside me and tuck us both to bed. Mother and father were absent from home. They were out working, father attending to his day labor, mother on her graveyard shift. The house oftentimes smelled of Marlboros, my father's choice of cigarettes. I didn't look at my parents with warmth. They too were strangers who resided in the same space with their strict rules of habitat. Father was always in a bad mood, cranky from a day of work. He would settle into his lazy boy with his six-pack of cores and smoke his cigarettes. Mother would be in her room, laid out unconscious, too tired to make dinner. The bathroom became a safe place for me, my haven. One night, I crept into the bathroom and decided to stay in the room a while longer. I sat still and breathed as quietly as I could. I pretended I was not here but elsewhere looking in at me, as if I were a transient being observing intently at this child sitting alone by himself. I felt a sudden wave of tranquility come over me, and time seemed to freeze. The house remained absolutely quiet. There was no life in this house. I began to stare at the faded green paisley pattern on the tile floor, my imagination creating faces from these shapes. I sat there in the dark, stretching time, noticing a sliver of light on the wall. I stared at this light and wondered about the moon. The voices then began to murmur as a low hum from the floor. It was slow and gradual, and at first I did not notice. I assumed it was noises from our kitchen appliances. I held my breath as if to prevent disruption of the murmurs. I listened as I felt the world around me muted. Only the sound of the murmurs persisted. As I concentrated, the voices began to take shape, and I could clearly hear words. Words that were not English nor Korean. They were chants, a wailing continuous drone, chorus of voices combined and unwavering. The voices would hum low together and would reach a climatic high, then resume back into its deep valley. Thoughts of my grandfather flooded my mind. Father of my father. He was a serious man of scholar who delved deeply in manners of Buddhist teachings. I was positive that what I was hearing were the chants of a Buddhist sutra. The murmurs at one point becoming so loud, I cut my hands and covered my ears. I was becoming entranced and noticed my lips were mouthing along words. My hands quivered and fear gripped me. The loud chants engulfed me as I was frozen and I desperately wanted it to stop. Suddenly, without a trace of any decorum, the chants stopped abruptly. The voices of these mysterious beings echoed within the chamber. 
There I sat, still cross-legged, my knees numb, my body aching and cold. My mouth was parched, and my ears were still ringing. I slowly got up and hurriedly tiptoed down the corridor back to my bedroom. A week would go by, and I would return to the bathroom late at night and continue to partake in the ritual. I would wait silently, sometimes for hours, and the voices would slowly begin to germinate from the wall. Sometimes I would catch them in mid-chorus, as if I tapped into their frequency at a particular moment. The room was no longer my haven, but my portal into the netherworlds. I was communicating or channeling into their inner sanctum, a willing participant in listening to these voices. Every time the voices and the chants were the same. The voices would lull me into a stupor and overtake me. I felt calm, peace, and tranquility. There was darkness there, but it felt just right. What I experienced was a birth of consciousness on a different plane. The Buddha spoke, and I listened. One night I entered the bathroom and took my seat and closed my eyes. I sat and remained still. I waited for what felt like an eternity. I heard no voices. I decided to try again the next night. However, my attempt once more failed. I tried on several more occasions, and each time the voices were not present. They had gone away, and I resigned myself that my time with them was now over. The voices became familiar to me, and I looked forward to hearing them. And now that silence had once more taken its place, my heart sank. Soon after, we would eventually move out of that house. On moving day, I remember I sat in that bathroom cold tile floor once more before we left for good. I wanted to remember what I had experienced, and I wondered if it actually happened, or was it the conjuration of a lonely child. I sat there and thought about this, and then I heard them. The walls began to murmur, the chant growing larger in each decibel, different words in an undulating rhythm. My body began to quake, and it held on to my bent knees. I knew it was the voices assuring me goodwill and safe journey. I sat there against the wall, my small five-year-old self, as I sobbed silently in gratitude. Sunshine on my shoulders makes me happy. In my eyes can make me cry. Sunshine on the water looks so lovely. Sunshine almost all. Makes me high.